Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. All right, welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Old Miss just finished a sloppy, sloppy, sloppy second half of a football game against Troy. So we're here to recap that with you. I'm so glad that you guys are with me as you always are. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow me there. I got some good tweets on occasion. Sometimes you should follow me. I do live streams three days a week on my YouTube channel. So check all that out. Follow me there, Michael Borky, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. If you're listening in browser, you don't have to do that. Just pull out your podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe. And if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. So let's get started. 28 to 10, the final. Again, the second half was especially, especially sloppy for Ole Miss. The the, the drive chart in the second half, is pretty brutal. So they came out of the gate, scored a touchdown to go tw- go up 28 to 3. The next drives after that, fumble, interception in the end zone. Punt, fumble, punt end of game. Pretty brutal offense in the second half. Defensively, Ole Miss did some nice things and some also not some nice things, but by and large uh, defensively, they looked pretty sharp for most of the game anyway. Seems like they took their foot off the gas somewhat uh, late. Either way, there's a lot to take away from this game. And, of course, it's got to start with quarterback. Has to. Because Jackson Dart started and played the majority of the game, like three and a half quarters or so. Luke Altmeyer came in mostly in mop-up duty. Lane Kiffin uh, apparently said before the game that his intention is to start Altmeyer, do basically the exact opposite next week against Central Arkansas, which I find a little interesting because there's no way that Central Arkansas gives you the same look that Troy gave you today. They are, I mean, let's be totally honest, uh, they're, they're going to be a significant drop-off in, in talent and uh, and resistance, maybe is the, the word that I can use. They're going to be a drop-off in, uh, in talent and uh, and resistance. So what what do you I mean how do you how do you evaluate it what what is going to go into that decision I am I'm very curious to see what Lane Kiffin says after the game we'll talk about that of course uh, this week uh, why they came to that decision to start Dart and then and then flip the starts why they came to that conclusion um, how they evaluate playing against two different opponents who are pretty dramatically different in in terms of the kind of challenges they're going to present to you. Uh, so an interesting decision, but it, but it is one that uh, that they're going with, and so let the debate fly. Um, I, I find it odd, but I have yet to hear him explain why, so maybe there's a, a very good explanation. But mostly I find it odd because of what Central Arkansas is, more so than them being conflicted. And I was wrong. I, I'm here to admit that I, I was wrong. I thought that um, this was a similar, not totally the, the same, but a similar situation to 2020 where they knew 
who won the job. They were just kind of being coy or whatever, but it was close, but they had made a decision. Apparently they have not. And you saw today why the decision has been a difficult one because uh, Jackson Dart absolutely uh, flashed his talent at times. He flashed his running ability at times. I thought in the first half they didn't really they didn't really let him open it up some, which it was hard to do because they were running the ball so well. Uh, but you saw the inconsistencies. You saw one drive where he was six of seven passing and, and it was efficient and getting the ball out on time and, and good, accurate throws, except for one. Uh, the one that he missed on that drive uh, was an overthrow. And then the next series, they're driving down the field again, and he tele- telegraphs a pass over the middle and throws a pretty bad uh, interception. Uh, you you saw what has been so frustrating for Lane Kiffin because it, unless you were um, some of the people that, that I'll talk about in, in a second, unless you were one of the overreactors, you saw that there is a lot of talent there. But you saw the inconsistency, which isn't surprising considering he's a young quarterback. And and you saw why they're seemingly a little bit frustrated. He was 18 of 27 for 154, had a touchdown also through that bad uh, interception. It, It looked uncomfortable. It looked bad. But at the end of the day, he still completed 67% of his passes. Yes, it is Troy. But perspective is needed on today, I think, because I saw a lot of uh, reaction that, frankly, is kind of blowing my mind. I hope some of it is uh, is alcohol-fueled because Jackson Dart is not a finished product. Luke Altmaier is not a finished product. But since Dart was the guy today, we'll start with Jackson Dart. He is a 19-year-old quarterback starting for his new team for the first time after joining them in February and a new offense on a team with brand new running backs and brand new wide receivers and new everything. The the reactions that I've seen are are kind of bizarre. It's quarterback's going to be a huge issue all season or he stinks or what uh, that kind of stuff that it, it that I find bizarre. Because if you have perspective, then that should not be your reaction. I don't mean to get preachy, but let's be—I have I have a little perspective. Was it good? I'm not going to try to sell you that it was good. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a sloppy football game. Wasn't all that inspiring from one of your two quarterbacks, and that's just the truth. It wasn't. But if you expected. Matt Corral to still be at Ole Miss after Matt Corral leaves Ole Miss and is being replaced with one of two 19-year-olds with very limited, and in one case, no starting experience, That then you're crazy. If you didn't think that growing pains were going to happen at the quarterback position, that, that is a, a you problem. The talent is there, and he flashed that some today. Consistency has to come. A lot it can't telegraph passes. That that interception was a bad one. That was straight up telegraphed. You're going to have growing pains with young quarterbacks. He will not be a finished product. I, I've got people on Twitter arguing with me, and I, I'm trying to be the voice of reason here. Matt Corral, the guy that he's replacing, it took him years to learn how to be consistently efficient. Years. It took him three years to learn how to be consistently efficient. 
elite level talent. And he always had that elite level talent, but he was a young quarterback who had to switch systems. Tell me who that sounds like. Young quarterback that had to switch systems, and it took him a while to figure it out. That sounds like Matt Corral. That's a similar situation here. Is Jackson Dart or Luke Altmeyer going to become Matt Corral? I'm not saying that, but it's almost like some people forgot that patience is required when breaking in new young quarterbacks. It's not always going to be pretty. First start, new team, joined him in February, been splitting reps in camp 50-50, so haven't, hasn't gotten the full camp load. They were intentionally vanilla, it seemed, as well with their play calling, and it wasn't perfect. He's not Matt Corral. Don't expect Matt Corral all season long because neither one of these guys will be. But does it mean that they are bad? No. Does it mean that you don't have a chance to be good at the position down the road? No. I think you have talent here. Jackson Dart has talent. He's athletic. He's got a big arm. Uh, missed a couple of deep balls early that that looked like they were they were jitters. Uh, passes that he can make that he did make in the open scrimmage that people got to watch, for example. Uh, settled in a little bit, but was inconsistent. Made a mistake. Busted a big run. Had a nice drive. Followed it with a not nice drive. That's growing pains with a young quarterback. It can't always look like this. If it always looks like this, it's a problem. But my gosh, he play, he's played three quarters of football in an Ole Miss uniform, and you've got people already calling his career dead. It's bizarre. The, the reaction, I think, has been bizarre. He's flashed. You can be – concern is something that I would understand. But, but if you're concerned with that perspective, I think that you're, you're being crazy here. To tell you the truth, I think you're being crazy here. A lot of the reaction I thought was crazy. Um, but anyway, that that's 10 minutes of being preachy with you. I don't mean to do that. It's just some people need to take a step back and think about, you know, what what he is and, and the situation that he's in. And next week, it's Central Arkansas, so you hope it does look better. But things were discombobulated today. It wasn't just quarterback. I mean, they were doing a lot of shuffling on the offensive line. Uh, had some bad penalties mixed in there. Uh, timing on snaps were um, at, at times bad. Led to what could have been a turnover, a missed time snap for Dart. And then I don't know what the hell happened with the snap that was supposed to go to Altmeyer, but it, it never got there, and that, that was a, a weird thing. So you have some discombobulation, new offensive coordinator, new players all over the field, breaking a new quarterback. I am surprised that they were only able to get four touchdowns on the board, but I'm not surprised that it wasn't perfect because how could you expect it to have been perfect? Jackson Dar's not Matt Corral. He never will be. But he flashed the potential, and, and you hope that he can be more consistent. That might take a while. 19-year-olds aren't finished products at that position. So, anyway. Uh, the running game was great, though. Offensive line had some issues with protection up front on the offensive line. Uh, they were doing a lot of shuffling up there as well. I wonder if when the, the games get more serious, they're going to start um, being more or excuse me, being less, how, how do I say this? I, I'm going on the fly. 
they they stop moving pieces so much when the games get more serious on the offensive line. It looked like they were just moving a bunch of guys every series. There was some new things it felt like up front. But Zach Evans is as good as advertised. His zero to sixty is great. Um, Quinshaw Junkins runs really, really freaking hard. Uh, I'm surprised you only got two carries from Bentley today. Um, that that I found interesting, but. Uh, your running back room is as good as advertised. If they're given any kind of space whatsoever, they're going to to be exceptional. When they start getting more creative offensively, they're going uh, they're going to be quite good. I mean, I know it's just Troy, but but you can see it. You know, even when it's an opponent like Troy, you, you can see special. And and those two guys in particular. Are, uh, are are quite special, and and I think that is uh, that is evident. The podca- podcast is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue, right there in Oxford. Uh, I hope you went and saw Greg at some point this week. If you're going to be doing some cooking with me, I hope you went and saw him. Uh, but if you didn't this week, you should uh, you should next week. It's the best place in this state to get your meat. They've got daily lunch specials, so if you don't feel like cooking and you're in the area, Monday through Friday they got lunch specials, but the best selection of meat in the state. Good advice, too, if you need it. Good people there, big supporters of Ole Miss Sports. LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. The podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology, Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines, cloud storage, data security, whatever it is that you need in the office, absms.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment, a complimentary office technology assessment on me. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you, absms.com. Uh, defensively, it's again, it's hard to get a read. It really is hard to get a read because it's Troy. But Troy Brown was a tackling machine. Uh, Coleman looked fast at the linebacker position, had five tackles for loss today. It, it looked like from my uh, uh, <laughs> uneducated opinion, we can call it that, um, because I'm sure – coaches didn't see it the way I saw it. Maybe there were some missed assignments in there or something, but it looked like he made quick decisions and was like fired out of a gun fast uh, uh, making tackles. Um, Johnson was really, really good. Uh, there, there's um, Pegues I thought was good. Uh, Kari Coleman, uh, Tennyson, I mentioned Coleman, but Tennyson also made some really good plays. I, I think that they've got a chance uh, to be good defensively. At times, though, they were – um, I thought they were too soft in coverage at times. I mean, I know when you bring blitzes, you got to keep things in front of you, but uh, they, they would often bring a bunch of guys, bring pressure, and and it was too easy of a pitch and catch underneath. They, they were soft, a little too soft in coverage at times, especially against Troy. But um, this is Chris Partridge's first game calling defense. You got to remember stuff like that. This is Chris Partridge's first game calling defense in his career. Um, they were more aggressive than the team was a year ago, but Igbo Newson was also, he flashed to the, the true freshman getting a start. Um, th- there's a lot of good. There's a lot of like, a lot to like from your defense. I mean, Troy's quarterback, God bless him. Um, 
Watson was just, oh man, uh, he's going to be sore tomorrow. He was just uh, abused and obliterated all game, really. But it, it certainly wasn't perfect. Uh, sometimes they were giving up chunk runs right up the middle. I thought they were soft in coverage. There's some adjustments to be made. But Troy Brown and Coleman looked really good at linebacker. Uh, Keys had a handful of plays today. But the perspective is needed because it is Troy. And so while I just told you that it's not as bad as it may have looked with um, your quarterback, it's also probably not as good as it looked with defense. The truth usually almost always lies somewhere in the middle uh, with, with things like this. So I, I liked what I saw there for the most part. I really, really liked Coleman's speed. My gosh. Uh, Troy Brown looked like to be a sure tackler. There's some good things there defensively, but it was a sloppy as hell first game. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. It was sloppy, especially in the second half. They've got a lot of work to do, a whole lot of work to do. There are a lot of new parts, a lot of people making their debut in the uniform. Yeah, that, that's why you should have been happy that the schedule set up the way it did. They've got some time to work through the kinks. Luckily, a lot of this appears to be things that you can work through timing with the snaps, stuff like that. So there you go. There's there's 17 minutes of post-game thoughts uh, off the cuff. I appreciate you guys. We'll be more structured, of course, next week when we come back. But thank you for tuning in. Try to relax. It's not as bad as it seems, just like it's not as good as it seems. But they got a lot of work to do. There's no, no doubt about that. I'll be back with you guys on Monday. We'll see you then. Have a good rest of your weekend. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.